You are listening to Legally Binding, a podcast brought to you by Jackson Corporate Law that is all about providing the business community with useful and practical legal tips and advice for growing and sustaining business ventures. For more information, please feel free to visit our website at www.jacksoncorporatelaw.com. We hope you enjoy. So they just had a vote on net neutrality. So last week... Okay, let's go back. Right. What the heck is net neutrality? Okay, so net neutrality is a term that was actually coined in 2002, and it it was um, a requirement that was based in four principles that all pretty much stated that if consumers are utilizing the the Internet, that they should have the freedom to access the the content that they want as long as it's um, lawful. So it was essentially the provisions that were put in place to make sure that Internet service providers or ISPs could not discriminate against content that they that they put out there or discriminate against the way that consumers could engage with content on the Internet. So it it the the actual uh, the fundamentals of net neutrality date back to 1934. So uh, 1934, they passed the Communications Act, which essentially did the same thing for um, for telephone providers. So um, you know the, the telephone service providers of back then, um, they they could not uh, they could not impact the way that you as a consumer when you when you purchased your phone service. They couldn't control who you called, how you called. As long as you paid your bill, you had to have access to utilize that service. Right. So um, when the when the internet started to blow up, the um, uh, the Federal Communications uh, Commission or the FCC said, okay, well, we need to start to control how these internet service providers are controlling the flow of content, right? Um, and that ain't fair. Well, no, no, no. It, it, or is it fair? So it is fair because the regulations made sure that there was no discrimination in, in how this content flowed. So, so like I said, it, um, so I wrote an article yesterday and I put it this way. Uh, net neutrality is like um, we'll use the mail, right? So it's like you have USPS mail drop boxes everywhere, right? Correct. As long as you pay for that stamp and you put your mail into that drop box, USPS comes, they pick it up, they deliver it to the to the to the recipient without um, without delaying anyone's mail or giving preference to any one particular piece of mail, right? Right. So now removing net neutrality is like two things. Well, one, it's like adding um, FedEx and UPS, where you can now go into a store and you can have express shipping, next day delivery. So you can pay a premium in order to have your content delivered faster than the next person's. Right. But it takes it a step further by also saying that I, ISPs, internet service providers now can lawfully block certain content. So um, the, the whole thing with, with, uh, net, with the net neutrality and the repeal is that uh, it affects or it's, it could create two things. One is a pay-to-play environment. So really what that says is um, they can start to charge premiums for the speed at which you are accessing content, but not just that. So you know how you, when you go to your... I mean, but don't they already do that in a sense? But, it, but, it, but it's different, right? So now you buy X amount of speed, and wherever you go on the Internet, that's your speed. Correct. So now they can they can start to charge you premiums for having access to content in a fast manner, um, but they can like limit the content, right? So it's like if you want to access 
Netflix at this speed, the internet service provider can have that as an add-on package. So now it's not just, okay, well, this is your, your service uh, level. So I have to pay more money. Right. That's exactly what it is. But it's, it also um, is, could work the other way. So not only will the consumers have to pay for the speed to access the business, but the businesses now may have to pay in order to allow their, their content their, their content to upload or to show to their consumers in a fast way. Now, I want that. I want Netflix. I want everything else on stream to have to pay for me to not have. No, no, they're not. They're, no, 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 no. But Why not? So, so they're paying the Internet service providers. And now when, when we're thinking about this in the context of small business, this is saying that if you have a small business that has a website and that is like your main way of doing business, right. you may have to pay a premium to your Internet service provider so that when your consumers visit your website, they're able to view it at a fast speed. So that means that all, that Facebook's, the Netflix, they can pay this hefty price. I can't and, pay that hefty price. And when you think about the 23 million businesses that are single single-person-owned single businesses that are largely doing work online, they're, they're not going to be able to pay a premium. So that's what the repeal does. It creates this environment where the businesses may have to start paying additional premiums in order for their content to be seen at certain speeds. But what it also allows is, again, the, discriminate, the discrimination of content. So let's say a service provider is like, okay, well, too many people streaming videos is bad for um, for our overall network. So we're going to block gaming um, gaming systems. Or in, in the context of Bitcoin, we are going to either charge an extreme premium for people who are trading in Bitcoin or who are um, mining in Bitcoin, or we're going to just completely block the ability to trade and mine Bitcoin on our, on our service because it takes a lot of uh, it takes a, a, a heavy amount of, of speed and um, you, you have to be able to, uh, to, to bring a lot of power to that transaction in order to actually mine and to trade in that currency. Um, but what, what it could also lead to, and this is already happening in certain countries that don't have any principles like net neutrality, is your ISP can start to have, uh, start to bundle your internet package, like much like cable services do, right? So you have the basic cable that just gives you the channels that nobody wants to watch. No, no, I mean, well, basic cable uh, doesn't even have right. TV or VH1. You can't even watch Housewives. Right. <laughs> so they could start to add, we'll say, movie packages or streaming packages to where you pay a premium just to be able to access any sort of internet, uh, any sort of website that has streaming content they could create a social media package to where you have to pay another premium in order to uh, in order to access any websites that are that are based in social media it could be a peer-to-peer -peer. so when you think about um, all of the, the the Airbnbs the task rabbits all of these um, freelancing sites that are connecting you to other um, to, to contractors you that could that could be another package so this gives the the internet service providers pretty much free reign to figure out how they want to structure their business model who they want to charge and how they want to limit the access to certain content and to certain uh, certain individuals all for the for the benefit of the dollar. That's not fair. It, it, it's not. And and now what people are saying. What can we do to fight? Like I'm, I'm so, upset. So you the, didn't ruin my day. No, no. The vote already happened. The vote the vote happened. Net, so net, happened? net neutrality is repealed. And oh, so okay, so. Good. No, 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 that's not good. Because remember, oh. no, net neutrality was the regulation that forced for oh, ISPs no. to not be so able to discriminate. Heck, how do we get this? Okay, so can we, so, take, can we go back to court? So, so no, this, this fight has been going on. So, um, like I said, net, net neutrality, the concept um, started be, to be talked about in 2002. The FCC first tried to enforce the 
uh, the principles of net neutrality in 2005. Uh, and then again in 2008, there was a district court in D.C. that overturned um, an enforcement that the FCC tried to take against, I believe, AT&T. And so that's why they went, to the, the, they went the route of formally trying to enforce these principles, um, which they did in, I believe, 2002 or 2011. Um, but then they, were, they said that, uh, and I can't remember what department said it, but they still lacked the authority to fully regulate these ISPs. So that's, that's why the formal regulation was passed in 2015, and that's why a lot of people call it an Obama-era um, concept, when it really isn't. So um, that like era, so well so the repeal the repeal is because when you think about everything that's going on both with the tax uh, with the tax overhaul now with the repeal of net neutrality it all works to um, the rich the the rich and the affluent will be put in a position to where they can really take advantage of this lack of regulation that is now that is now going on so if you are a small business and you and and, and you know you operate heavily over the over the internet and that is your main source of marketing yourself that is your main source of uh, prospecting and of actually servicing your clients you may start to see additional fees come your way you may have to start paying premiums in order to operate the same way that you're current that you are currently operating today and you were operating last week uh, the the actual effects uh, nobody nobody knows all of the the large um, ISPs which are there there are like five or six that control everything um, and you know there are a lot of homes that I think it said like over 50% of the homes in the United States don't have the ability wow. to select who their service who their internet service provider is so those people are going to be put in the in the worst position but uh, all of the ISPs have said that they're not going to um, do anything outlandish but what we have to understand is that you know at at the end of the day, they, they are corporations that have a baseline purpose of, of maximizing shareholders' wealth, and that is making money. So if they see opportunities to, um, to press you for extra, press all of their consumers for an extra couple of dollars or all of their accounts for an extra couple of dollars, they may take that. And so that may put small businesses at risk, and it may be detrimental to a lot of individuals. Once again, this has been Legally Binding, brought to you by Jackson Corporate Law. For more information, visit our website, www.jacksoncorporatelaw.com. And of course, don't forget to follow us on all forms of social media and subscribe to our podcast so that you can receive updates on each newly released episode. Until next time, we wish you continued success in life and in business.